Hello. Hi, Leno. Oh, Zowie Wowie. How are we? Julie. Good. How are you? I'm fabulous. But you know what I realized seven episodes in? What's that? I realized we never explained what laughter permitted means. Minor detail. And how we got the title. Do you mind if I just give that a quick explanation? Julie, I would love to hear where Laughter Permitted came from. Well, thank you. So Laughter Permitted came from a saying at our Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academies because we felt, we, meaning the staff, that youth sports were far too serious and that it was really intense and very competitive. And yes, we want to win. And yes, we're going to be competitive. But good Lord, lighten up, people. Let's laugh. Let's find the joy in what we're doing. It's sports after all. It's not life or death. It's sports. And so we had a saying at our camps because we are all about the silliness and channeling that in a great way. We had a saying called laughter permitted. And so there you have it. That is the name of our podcast. And I've discovered that because David Allen Markham on Twitter said to me, I have no idea what laughter permitted is, but I am laughing. And he had this great comment. Uh, I don't know David, but I now love David. He, he says, I have no idea what laughter permitted means, but J&L, meaning Julian Lynn, like to sing it, speak it, because it'll make you happy even if you're sad. As the saying goes... He trademarked it, by the way. Don't get pouty. Listen to Fowdy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's my new motto in life, actually. (laughs) David, my BFF, I love you. I don't know you, but I love you. I'm so easy. Give me a compliment, and I love you. David gets a donut. And you get a donut. And you get a donut. All right, so for this episode... We did our first live podcast because we were invited by Disney to go to Walt Disney World in Orlando. We should mention that Disney is ESPN's parent company. And do the podcast in front of a group of social media influencers. You must say it like that. Influencers. Uh, and so I was like, oh, you want me to bring the family to Walt Disney World? Because that's what I heard. I heard family <laughs> comes with me to Walt Disney World. Your kids, yes. your kids so made out on this trip. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have a new word for me being so good at combining work and play, right? I should actually say play with work. It's called plorking. <laughs> And my kids go, Mom, that sounds like twerking. I said, no, it's plurking. It's very different. I've gotten really good. Play plus work equals plork. You are an excellent plorker. And in fact, I need to be better at that. Right? You do. Because we had so much fun at Walt Disney World. So this live podcast in front of these, air quotes, influencers, um, were we did it, it actually is a little bit shorter than we normally do but when they promised us donuts we said no problem we will be there we're super appreciative to disney for having us for wanting us to launch this podcast with them actually lynn i heard you're quite the social media influencer yourself right now huh Yes, I'll have to say that my influence on social media has skyrocketed since the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> what are your numbers? I want followers. 
I want proof. Okay, on Twitter, prior to the podcast, I was at 97 followers. Oh, cracking 100. That's not, And Good. that's not 97,000 followers. That would be <laughs> just 97. And now I am up to... Drum roll, please. <gasps> Wait, slow clap. I feel it's coming. 132 followers. Ow! Let's get Lynn to 150 people. 150. You can do this, Lynn. And what about Instagram? What about, what about your Snapchat account? What about Facebook? What about your, what do you, what do you call that? TikTok. Oh. That's a new one I'm just it? learning about, by the way. My kids, yeah. I yeah. think it's called that. I'm not even really sure. It's a mus- it's like musically. Anyways, what do you add on IG? That's uh, what the cool people say. I don't know. Cool Maybe around IG. fifty. I don't even ah, know. Solid. Solid. You're not even looking. You don't even care. It's good. That's healthy. All right, so without further ado, I think it's time that we should introduce our guest. She's a pro soccer player with the Orlando Pride, an Olympic gold medalist, World Cup champion, mom to Cassius, wife to Dom, and she's knocked up again. Number two child on the way. Let's meet this rock star, shall we? Get comfortable listening. It's Sydney LaRue Dwyer. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's podcast is supported by your financial ally, Ally Bank. Because if you're paying for a service, you wouldn't accept anything less than great, right, Lynn? Absolutely. Things like gyms, personal trainers, physical therapists, uh, shin guards shin in your guards, case. Right? We research everything we until sure we do. find the best. Shouldn't we do the same with our banks? We tend to stay with whatever bank we've had forever, not questioning it, often putting up with subpar service, low rates, but better is out there. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. Julie, it's in the name. They're an ally for your financial well-being. Get it? With Ally, you'll get interest rates up to 20 times the national average and live customer care. And get this, Julie. On average, women, we are paid 20% less than men, and therefore, we really do have to be even smarter about where we put our money. Money means having options to do things like start a business, quit your job, start a family, Retire the way you want or leave a legacy. And when you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on bank holidays, weekends, or during halftime if you need a little financial pep talk. They won't try to confuse you with fancy jargon and you won't get nutmeg by hidden fees. The team at Ally actually cares about doing right by you and your money. And I think as women... We don't talk about this enough, honestly. We should be paying attention to our money and where we put it. It's called money mindfulness. So go to ally.com to find out more. That's A-L-L-Y dot com. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Also check out another great ESPN podcast, Caught Offside, which is all about the beautiful game. Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney break down the latest from the soccer world, everything from the U.S. team and English Premier League to the UEFA Champions League. That's caught offside. Be sure to give them a listen. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time. Finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling alright, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. Put your hands together, Sydney LaRue! 
Kitchen. Hi, darling. Hi. Okay, Sydney. Usually we have the guests set the scene in the very beginning. But because I'm so excited, this is our first. I don't know if you know that this is we're new to this whole podcast thing. Yes. This is our first live podcast. So how about this for a setting right here? Huh? This is pretty cool. With all these influencers (laughs) in the room. Uh, And we figured it was no better place to do our first live podcast of Laughter Permitted than at the happiest place on earth with you, my friend. Thank you. Big round of applause for Sydney LaRue. You look great. Thank you. But you always look great. <laughs> Not always. When, when I saw her this morning, I said, I don't even see a little lady lump. <laughs> it's there. It comes out at nighttime after all the donuts. <laughs> yeah, Sydney also has a, a donut problem, which I love. I do. Um, how are you feeling? I feel good. Um, second time around, everything happens a little faster. So I'm like, I feel like I'm going to give birth, but I got a couple more months to go. <laughs> right now? How many months in are you? I am... 23 weeks. Yeah. 23 so, weeks. Do the math. Like five, um, five and a half. Five and a half months yeah. in. And yeah. you feel good? Feel good. I don't want to do the gender reveal here. And, and maybe you guys <laughs> saw it on Instagram or Twitter. But can you do the gender reveal, yes. please? So we have a son. I have a son at home. Um, he's two. His name's Cassius. And now we're having a baby girl. Huh? Yeah, I was very excited. And my husband, I think, is scared that she's going to be exactly like me. So he's like, <laughs> I don't know if I can have two of you. Payback! <laughs> yeah. When when uh, I was at the doctor's with the ultrasound, and it, it was, you know, three months in or so, and the doctor said, do you want to know what you have? And I said, yes. And uh, the doctor said, do you care? And I said, no, I don't, I don't care. You know, boy, girl, doesn't matter. And this was my first kid. And he goes, well, you're having a girl. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> She's like, I guess you do care. I was like, yeah. So full set, that means you're done? Oh, no, I'm not done. I want four. What? Yeah. yeah. My husband wants two. He, he said he could be done, but... I think it's up to it's up to us, right? <laughs> so we're having four. You're having four. <laughs> okay, so how is Cassius that you said two years old? How's he dealing with the fact that he's going to be a big brother and have a little sister? He kind of gets it, kind of doesn't. Except the other day, from our Valentine's flowers, he grabbed a flower and he took all the petals off and threw it on the floor, and said, "Mommy, baby sissy made a mess." <laughs> And I'm like, how are you lying already? She's not even here yet. Give it, give it some time. So I think he kind of gets that his life is about to change, but not, not really, not yet. Izzy, who's now 12 years old, she was two years old when my son was born, and uh, he, the son, literally like straight out of the hospital, he was lying on on the couch, and after the third day, she looked at him, and she's only two, and she goes. Is he staying? <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's your brother. He's staying. Yeah, that's what that's what we're scared about. It, does does Cassius have any say in the name game? And how is that going for you? We have a couple. We're still, I don't know. I think it's going to be a game game day decision. Really? I got to see her first. We had a couple for Cassius before we named him and then we saw him and we're like, okay. How did you get to Cassius? I was in Italy, and it was like 
on a book and I sent it to my husband and everything that I sent, he came back with no. And then Cassius, he's like, yep, that's it. And that was it. I thought you were going to say it had something maybe to do with like, you know, someone else named Cassius Clay. No, no. That's what everyone thinks. But no, I actually found it in a book. Just Muhammad Ali yeah, yeah. is Cassius Clay. And you found it in a book. I found it in a book. All right. And you're not going to do any reveals of the names here? No, it's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> I made the mistake of telling my dad, yeah, we're going to name her Izzy. And he was like, oh, mm-hmm. is that what, is that the final decision? And I was like, kind of. And this was at like me seven months pregnant. Don't ever yeah. tell your parents what you're going to name your kid. Good Catholic man he is. He's like, how about Mary Catherine? <laughs> Swear, true story. I was like, yeah. oh, and do you remember Mary Catherine from Saturday Night Live? Who like wasn't that the one who like smelled her hands all the time? I was like, oh, Dad, no, we're not going to do that. Sid, as you know, we're we're uh, here with these key influencers that Disney brought in. You, my friend, are one of them. One million followers on Instagram. Two point one million followers on Twitter. So. I want to know, how did you get so good at this social media game? What's your secret sauce? I think just like being yourself, I think, uh, you know, with social media. Who does media, that? I know, right? With social media, we always, or people always try to show like the best parts of their life. And I don't do that. So I show, <laughs> I show the bad bits too. My kid having an absolute tantrum and laughing about it pretty much just laughing at the chaos pretty much so recently sid just posted a picture on uh on instagram of she's five and a half months pregnant as you guys heard she is training professionally and plays professionally with the women's team here in orlando uh, and there she is at five and a half months Prager's. I love it. In her gear, out at training, and and the post said, didn't think I'd be five and a half preg- months pregnant coming into this preseason, but here I am. Yeah. And there you are, doing it all. How do you do all that? Mm-hmm. I wanted to like still feel like myself, even though I'm pregnant. I think that there's this false thing about women and pregnancy, and that we're like sick but i think we're the strongest when we're when we're carrying a child so here i am and what what was the reaction you got there was a lot of positive stuff but there was also like really really negative bad like awful things to read about myself but obviously i've talked to my ob and my husband and i think that was the most important thing for us is that i would never put my children in harm's way so I think I know what's best for my body. I've been doing this for 24 years. So. You're, you're like the quarterback with the bib on. <laughs> yeah. No one can yeah. tackle her. Yeah. People think that I'm like going in playing 100% like tackling people. That's that's not the case. Right. So. Right. How do you deal with the negative comments that pop up? I think that I'm like used to it by now. So, And it's crazy because it's, it's mostly men who tell me like what I should be doing with my body, which... <laughs> Doesn't really make sense. So yeah, yesterday I kind of put that one to bed and I said, if you haven't pushed a baby out of your hoo-ha, then you can't really talk. <laughs> did you reply? Yeah, I did. Oh, no, he actually deactivated his account. So yeah, it was you, game over. 
can't push a baby out of your hoo-ha. You can't, yeah. You got to sit this talk. one out. I love that. That really is the beauty of your social media is your sense of humor gets to come out like that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes, yeah, I think I think my clapback game is strong. So, yeah. <laughs> it is all about that. You also, and, and I'm so happy to see you healthy and happy because I know that you've had a tough year. Yeah. Uh, and, and on October 15th, you posted about um, some of the things you had been going through. Yeah. Can you tell this group about that and how hard that was to do that? Yeah. Um, in the summertime, we were expecting a baby and we'd lost it. And I didn't say anything about it. I kind of stopped playing for the season and then I came back out and kind of told the truth of what happened. And it's just been amazing how many women have come out and like kind of go like come to your side and, and talk about that. And it's so, it happens so much more often than we think it does and we just don't talk about it. So it was kind of nice to be a person that could come out and talk about it publicly and then have other people come and tell their stories as well. Mm-hmm. What kind of stories did you hear? Just that people had never talked about it before and that I allowed them to feel like they you know, could finally open up about it and that it was just super powerful for me. It was awesome. And, and on that post, you had a stat there that I didn't realize that blew me away. Yeah, one in four women. One in four women lose a child to miscarriage, stillbirth, or... I think miscarriage, stillbirth, or... Infant loss. But that, that one yeah. in four. Yeah. Right? And that you had the courage to do that. Did you? Ha- was there a process in that of, do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, my husband talked about it quite a bit. Um, but I think it was like, I was ready to talk about it. And I think it was like the perfect time to do it. And we found out we were pregnant on July 4th of last year. And now our baby is due on July 4th of this year. So it's cool. How about that? Yeah. Where does that come from, Sid? That ability to, and and I've known you for a long time. I mean, there's this wonderful feistiness to you and it's what I loved and admired about you as a player. Right. And, and I still love about you as a player is this willingness to bear all and to just be authentically you, which for a lot of a lot of people is a hard place to get to. Mm-hmm. I think it, it came from my mom. Um, she just taught me to be myself and to be able to to talk about things that could help people and bring people together, and that's kind of what I try to do and sometimes that comes through humor and sometimes it comes through heartbreak but you know I think it's it's a it's a nice place to be in when you feel like you have so much support and you're able to support other people as well yeah Sandy good old mom yeah moms are the best so you're training right now in preseason. You're five and a half months pregnant. Yeah. Uh, you're going to continue to train as long as you can. Yes, okay? I am. And mm-hmm. then July 4th happens. Yeah. And then what's next? Um, so the plan is, I mean, going through it with my son. I came back 
in six weeks and my OB said, because I've done this before that I could possibly come back earlier and our season ends in the end of October this time. So I am going to try and get back as soon as possible. Good Lord. How many weeks do you think? I'm going to see how everything goes, but he said if everything goes smoothly, um, that I can start back up in four weeks after birth. Four weeks. Yeah. Like running, playing? Running. Yeah, running and just kind of easing into it a little bit. So I don't know if I'll be going in full on, but I'll definitely be be out there. So, so Sid, Sid knows there's a, a player I played with. Her name was Joy Fawcett. She had um, three kids and all while she was playing with the national team and was the first first player to really do that, to have kids come back. And literally, Joy... Same thing. It would be weeks after giving birth. And she'd be like knocking the ball around with us. And I'd be like, what are you doing out here? And with every birth, she would come back faster and faster. I mean, at one point, it was like two weeks after birth. And and now that I've had kids, I'm like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. And I I said to her husband, man, I can't wait to see her after eight kids Mm -hmm. because she's not even going to need any time. She's going to be back out there. They stopped at three. Her husband's like, we're done at three. <laughs> so I, I think you can, you know, days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about days, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Are, are you craving anything? Um, carrot cake. <laughs> carrot <laughs> cake. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's, which is Do really you crave weird. that normally? I didn't like carrot cake before, but now I crush carrot cake. <laughs> yeah. The entire one, like, to myself. <laughs> yeah. We do have a few extra donuts here for you if you're yeah, craving those I can as do well. donuts as well. Yeah. Stodgy stuff. You and, and, and her husband, Dom Dwyer, plays professionally here in Orlando as well. Plays for the U.S. national team as well. You're playing professionally. So, and I know you have a cape. And you're a superwoman, but that's that's a lot with two crazy traveling schedules that you have. So yeah. how do you balance it all? It's hard. I think the first year with Cassius, when we went back to playing, we're like, how are we going to do this? We did not have a nanny. We didn't have any help. So um, my son came with me to every single training session, to every meeting, to everything. And then he started walking and that was, that was the game changer. My husband, we met in Kansas City. We both lived there. And then my husband got traded to Orlando and I was still playing in Kansas City. So we didn't see each other for about four months because of our schedules. Cause when we played on, we play on the weekends and either he's away and I'm at home or I'm away and he's at home. So our schedules never matched up for us to be able to, to see each other, so we said we would never do that again. And now we're, we're that both, was fun. Yeah, yeah. No. Now we're both in Orlando, and you know we have a lot more help. Uh, like you said, it, it takes a village, and especially with our with our schedules. But now, if he if my husband's home, then uh, my son stays with him, and I I'm on the road, and then vice versa. And now I'll take the baby with me, and then. If he's at home, he'll have our son. Mm. Yeah. Cassius is playing and doing bicycle kicks already at <laughs> two, right? Yeah, he's he's insane. He's crazy. 
Is he playing? He is playing. Yes. Yeah. We, he actually. That a girl. Yeah. Get him young. Yeah. He has his first like real training session, which is like between two and three year olds. I think at the end of the month. So. I, I I'm scared. <laughs> Wait, he actually goes to like a little yeah, training session. Yeah, there's a little training session for two and three year olds in Orlando. So we're gonna we're gonna check it out and see see how it goes. Can't wait to see that on social media. Yeah, yeah. That one's making it. <laughs> when Izzy was six, people were like, "So um, she's playing, right? She's going." I'm like, "Not yet." They're like, "She's six. What is wrong with you?" And by today's standards, like if they're not playing by two, yeah, you're I mean, late. I'm late. Yeah. I was way late yeah. to the game. I was like, she's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna be on the sidelines? See, my mom was that crazy mom on the sidelines, and I just think to myself I, that I can't be her. So I think that I'm gonna pull back and just kind of let him play. How is Sandy on the sidelines? Crazy. She'd be like behind the goal, screaming at me. <laughs> Kick it here, kick it here. And then she eventually got kicked off of the fields a couple times. Yeah, she was definitely my biggest fan. She would get kicked off the field? Yeah. yeah. Like from yeah. things she you said? To, no, just like from screaming behind the goalkeeper of the other team. When I was like four or five. Yeah, I was serious from, from the get-go. Oh, Sandy, I love her. <laughs> All right, so the the U.S. national team is gearing up for uh, its World Cup, which yes. is right around the corner. So I have to get a soccer question in real quick. Yep. How are you feeling about this team? I know it was a little bit rough in the She Believes. Yeah. It's, it's been a rough couple months, yeah. yeah. Um, how are you feeling? But I, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got faith. I think that, I think we can do it again. I think it's going to be hard. I think countries are, are catching up. But I think that, you know, we always have this, this edge at the end and, and when things get tough. So I think that I think we'll get it. You have aspirations to get back in the red, white, and blue. I do. Not a girl. I do. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I love it. So Lynn, go on, sister. Okay, so uh, in homage of a great Twitter feed called Soccer Girl Problems. Yes. These are questions related to whether you have experienced this particular soccer girl problem. Okay. Okay. Is this a competition? Because you you always want to make it a competition. I know. know. (laughs) Is the soccer farmer's tan a real thing? (laughs) Absolutely. Can you describe it? Well, it depends where you wear your socks and your, your shorts. We've got some girls that really hike up those shorts, so you don't really, it's almost like a bikini. <laughs> and then you got the, you got the socks, so it depends on how much leg you're showing, but it's pretty bad, especially here in Florida. This bronzed goddess had a really hard time with the shin guard tan that comes up to the knee. That's See, never good. We don't a good do look. shin guards anymore. Oh, right. That's not so for yesterday. training. Yeah. Truly, shin guards. Yeah, where have you been? Yeah, I would have I would have like the the knee tan. I would call it. it's not even a sock tan. Mm-hmm. It was like white up to here. That's a good look in the summertime Sounds when you're going to the beach. Yeah. Well, speaking of shin guards, what about shin guard stink? <laughs> yeah, they're bad. It's real. Yeah, it is real. It stinks. Right? Yeah. That is a soccer girl problem. Mm-hmm. What did you do about your shin guard stink? Is there any modern day formula for that? I leave them in my husband's car. <laughs> yeah. He loves Here me you so bad. go, honey. <laughs> yeah. He's like, take your stuff out of my car. But 
I do roses. it for fun. It smells <laughs> yeah. like roses. I used to, um, I used to take my shin guards. Like it's real. Like it's it, like have you ever worn volleyball pads for like way too long or just something like that's sweaty against your skin? It like gets so gross. I used to uh, go to teammates. Like oh, I found this new spray. Like if you put it on your shin guard and you you smell it, it's so good. And they'd be like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's right, I got yeah. you. But the thing is, is we don't change our shin guards. Like, you keep those shin guards for years. I've probably had mine for eight years. Yeah, because so they, they fit si- right. They fit perfectly onto your shin, and it's just, yeah. So they they go through a beating, they stink. You deal with the stink. Yeah. I think we should move to most pressing. Most pressing questions. All right, Sydney, most pressing questions. The million-dollar question is... Who will your kids play for, given that they could play for the United States of America, they could play for where you were born, Canada, and they have the trifecta. They could play for England because of Dom. Yeah. Yeah, my husband's from England. So I think we'll try to get Cassius on the England side, but I think we'll keep her here. So they, they may play for oh. different, different countries. You might split them? I might split them up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Why won't let you let Cassius be an American? I, yeah, I think that's Dom's call. Dom's like, that was, you know, that was to, to play for England and, and you know, where soccer started. I think that that's big. I did see him rocking the like Union Jack onesie yeah. pajamas. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. we've lost him yeah. already. Yeah, I think so. I think he's actually getting his um, UK passport now. So, oh, yeah, he's we'll gone. Yeah. He's gone. And you let your daughter play for the United States, of course. Of course, of course. It only makes sense. Right. Okay. Next most pressing question: California or Florida? Oh, that's tough. Hmm. Maybe California. Ow! Yeah, yeah. It's my our, girl. The, our the I four here is awful. Is it? Yeah, it's awful. But you have Disney World. Yeah, you do have. You Disney have the happiest here. place on earth. Yeah. Oh, we, we do have it at Disneyland as well. Yeah, I, this one's better though. I yeah. like this one better. Agreed. Your favorite tattoo? I don't know. I had a soccer ball in flames. That was my first tattoo, which was. <laughs> Obviously. Wait, where is it? It was on my back. Uh, yeah, I got that one quickly covered up. Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. After we won the Olympics, I got love tattooed on my hands for when I put my, for when the um, Star Spangled Banner comes on. That was my, so maybe this one is probably my, my favorite. I didn't yeah. know that's what you did it for. Yeah. That's I have cool. Seen- yeah. That is cool. And the person who was doing it was like, you'll never, you'll never find a job if I tattoo your hands. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> All right. So favorite goal you've ever scored? Maybe at the Olympics against New Zealand. I just freaked out. I, I think I, I like blacked out. I maybe started crying on the field. The game wasn't even over. I just was so excited. And then probably any time I score against Canada is just fun for me. <laughs> How are you with your fellow Canadians? I think it's getting better. Is it? Yeah, I think it's getting we're better. We're working on mending yeah, that we're relationship. On our relationship. Do you want to tell them about that? Yeah, so I grew up in Canada and <laughs> my dad is American, so I had the decision to either play for Canada or to move to the US. And so at the time I was like, well, I want to play on the best team in the world, so I'm going to 
go to the other side. And so I moved away when I was 14 by myself and I played, uh, I lived here illegally, first of all, because I didn't have my passport. Oh. Yeah. Or my citizenship. And I eventually got that when I was 18. I went to school here. I went to high school in Arizona and then I went to UCLA and then we, I ended up going and playing for the national team, and we won an Olympic gold medal and a, and a World Cup. It was a pretty good decision. I'm happy with my decision. <laughs> it's a good yes, decision. I am. No regrets. Yeah, no regrets. Hashtag no regrets. No regrets. So every time Sid would play in Canada, the Canadians would let her know that they were not so happy about oh, yeah. Sydney. Hated deciding. me. Hated me. <laughs> yeah. Deciding to leave. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm happy to hear that's on the men, though. Yeah, I think it's getting better. Okay. I do. Good. Don't be haters, Canada. I know, and Canadian people are so nice. So then when they were, like, mean to me, I'm like, no, that's not who you are. (laughs) That is not you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So... All right, last thing we do, high, low, cheer. So I do this around the dinner table with the kids. They're high of the day, they're low of the day, and someone they cheer for, someone who's done something really nice for them. But for you... I would like it to be the high, low cheer of your career or life. The high would probably be starting my family. I think there's nothing better than that. That was the mm. best moment of my life. The low would probably be moving away from home at a really young age and like trying to figure out who you are without anyone around at that, at that like really important age of you know, your teenage years. Yeah. Um, and that I your mom, that was, yeah. Like gave you, you, yeah. you know, the nudge to do that, which I'm yeah. not sure I would have been like, Oh yeah. honey, that was a People terrible gave idea. My mom, a lot of stick for that. A lot of stick for me, um, leaving at 14 and, and all that and living, you know, with all these other families. And so that was probably my low. And then who do I cheer for? Yeah. I think I always cheer for my mom. Cause I just think that she's the most amazing person and she's just giving me, given me all the tools to do everything that I've ever wanted to do and, and to chase my dreams and be able to fulfill all my dreams. Um, and I would not be here if it wasn't for her and it was, it's always been just us. So I think the fact that I'm having a daughter makes me so, so, so happy because I get to have that with, with my girl. So yeah. Aww. Yeah. Three cheers for Sandy, yeah. indeed. Sydney LaRue, to watch you and, and see your evolution. I've known Sydney for many years, from a professional player to national team player to a mom, and to watch her do it with such grace and humor and candor, which is the best part about it, is we get the real you. It's so fun to watch. I love to watch you grow, my friend. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. Thanks to all of you out there today for joining our first live podcast. And we might have left the stage and went straight to pose with Stormtroopers because that's what you do at Disney. It was very Charlie's Angels-esque. How about a shout out to everyone at Disney for how well they treated us? Right. They're so nice. It was magical. I actually had one woman say, I showed her my employee card for food or something. She goes, oh, where do you work your magic? I was like, what? (laughs) Excuse me? Uh, Oh, my magic. 
I work my magic at ESPN. Thank you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Where do you work your magic? When I checked into the hotel, they said, welcome, princess. <laughs> and you're like, wait, looking over my shoulder, who are you talking to? <laughs> Not talking to me, that's for sure. All right, what were your takeaways, Lynn? My takeaway with Sydney is that I respect how authentic and real she is. I mm. highly recommend checking out her social media pages. She is a true influencer, a real deal influencer worth following. And you can see how funny, how earnest she is on those on those uh, social media channels. She does this spoof of cooking shows that always has me laughing. <laughs> so if you do need a laugh in your day, go to Sydney LaRue mm-hmm. Dwyer's Insta, Twitter, Facebook. So she just posted this video of Cassius, her two-year-old, on the bed, side following. She throws a ball at him and he in perfect form comes off the bed, jumps and like side volleys it (laughs) across the room. And I'm not kidding. Like three fourths of the world, regardless of their age, could not have better technique than Cassius. I mean, he, he was perfect form. It was so impressive. So I, um, I'm starting to have regrets that I let her get off the hook about him playing for England. He needs to put on the red, white, and blue of the United States of America, people. Because when I saw that, I was like, he's not going over to England. He is staying here. His form, side volley, perfect. Boom. I was like, oh, shut up. Anyways, my takeaway was how I have such respect for how bold she is in her life. Who at 14, well, first, there are probably many people at 14 who have the thought, I want to play with the world championship, United States of America, who live in a, in a different country. But who then moves out of their country and to that country to, to try and make that dream a reality at 14 and literally was like sleeping on the sofas of different houses <laughs> and so hard. She just talked about that. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't have been that brave. I know that. I'm not sure I would be that brave at, you know, in my forties to do that. So. She's always been like that. That's been Sydney. She's just bold and brave and courageous. And that's my takeaway. We all need a little more of that in our lives, I think. Which actually reminds me of a new segment I want to start because my dear friend Anne-Marie Linus, fellow mom of mine that I hang out with and work out with a lot, she had this great idea. She says, listen, Jules, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I think you should start taking questions. And I have the first one. So here's Anne's question. I thought it was a good one. Now that you have interviewed several champion athletes, Julie and Lynn, do you find a common thread among them? And if you do, what is it? And do you relate to it? Thanks, Anne-Marie and Declan. She also has a Declan. Not many Declans around. It's kind of crazy. So Lynn, are you finding a common thread? I think what you were just saying about Sydney is a common thread. Boldness, drive. And everyone we've interviewed, those are two qualities that I've seen. And also this unapologetic going after dreams. Mm-hmm. You know what also always resonates with me? Because when you're going through it personally, and we all do, you think, gosh, am I the only one feeling this way? And that's fear, anxiety, th- th- you know, lack of self-esteem. And we've heard it and you, and you think about it, like when Carrie Walsh Jennings says to us early on in the podcast, Carrie Walsh Jennings, who's going for her sixth Olympics possibly. 
and she says, I'm struggling with self-confidence and self-esteem. Or Michaela Schifrin talking about fear. And a Jessica Mendoza, for example, when she's at her lowest with the cockroach in the Dominican Republic. And she bounces back from it. I mean, to hear these stories of all these amazing women and the struggles they have, it makes you think, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. If they're doing the same thing that I have, uh, having that same emotion, I think that was my my common thread. Thank you, Anne-Marie, for that very insightful question. Uh, if you have a question, tweet at us. Let us know. We love hearing your feedback, your thoughts, um, and your comments. So we are at Julie Fowdy on Twitter, Instagram, hashtag at laughter permitted. Uh, we read all of them. We do. And are so grateful to everyone in our dope village. I'm happy to report that dope village is now bigger than my mom and my sister Chrissy. Let's do this. Build that village. As we close the show, a big thanks to Kate Diaz, a Julie Fowdy Sports Leadership Academy alum, for our awesome theme music, which she composed and wrote herself. Check her out on Spotify. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a rating while you're at it. And as always, remember, kids, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. I think my clapback game is strong. Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen and to our supporters. So one last shout out to Ally, because the fact is only 8% of people trust their bank. Get that, 8%. And yet most of us never bother looking elsewhere. Money means having options, and that's another fact. For example, options to start a business, quit your job, start a family, retire the way you want, or simply leave a legacy. Ally knows you deserve better and their mission is to be just that. As a woman, I think this is something, honestly, we don't talk enough about and we should all be paying attention to our money and where we put it. So look them up. Ask your friends. Ask your teammates. Check out the online reviews because when it comes to your money and everything you've worked so hard for, your house, your car, your future, are you getting everything you want or are you merely satisfied? Give Ally a call. When you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on weekends and holidays. For more information, visit ally.com, A-L-L-Y.com, Ally Bank, member FDIC.